Praise God. Amen. Isn't the Lord good? <clears throat> the Lord is good, isn't he? Thank God for today's service and all the goodness of God that he has shown to us this morning or today. His mercies and we thank God for the Bible, the word, the word of God. And um, oh, it's so awesome what was done here today, this morning with all of you precious children of God and coming through Friday night study in the back and today to see the um, the wisdom and the knowledge that you um, that you all showed in in the word of God it wasn't just you weren't just talking about a dream or something like that you know but uh, you were in the word of God you're speaking about the scriptures and that's what it's all about you you weren't here um, uh, trying to uh, to to show, you know, how good you are, how knowledgeable you are, but your focus was on God to give glory to the Lord. And I just thank God this morning for the Bible. The Bible is the only book that you can rely and depend on. It's the only book that will last forever. Heaven and earth will pass on. Heaven and earth shall pass away. That means over. Everything you got. House, your car. Can you imagine that nice car? <laughs> you live long enough, you won't even remember it. It'll be gone. That beautiful. Because it doesn't last. These are fading glory. Fading beauty. There's nothing out there. Your apartment, your house, your nice furniture. Enjoy. Because there's nothing. That's nothing. It's going to pass away. Everything you have. It's going to pass away. Excitement about the world. Christmas is coming. <laughs> then the next day is gone. You know, New Year's is coming. And all this excitement. My vacation is coming. What do you have left? Nothing. It's, it, it, it's all gone. Well, I like to take a nice trip to some parts in the world. And you get there. You spend your money. You enjoy yourself. What can you do? You can only eat so much. You get full. After you get full, it doesn't matter what. You don't want anymore. You can only sleep so much. You can only sit in the chair, put your feet up so much. And then your 14 days or your 10 days or your 5 days or whatever days. It's over. See, so what have you got? But I know something that lasts forever. Something that lasts forever. And um, Sister Rosie and uh, different ones of you were touching it there in Hosea. The, um, uh, about his righteousness. Remember we were, we were there. Uh, Hosea, what chapter? 219. No, just get that up there. Hosea chapter two and verse uh, and verse nineteen. <clears throat> but but look at verse uh, fourteen says, therefore behold, that's Hosea chapter two, 
Behold, I will lower her. Okay. Verse uh, 14. I will allure her. Help me now. Explain that word, allure. Let's get that word. Attract her. Draw her. Court her. Entice her. I mean, God's wise. You know, uh, a young man falling in love, what does he do? He give her gifts, give her things. He go visit her. He's enticing her. He's uh, trying to turn her mind away from everybody else. He's trying to win her. Right? I, I will allure her. And where, you know, it's like he, he takes away from everybody. He doesn't want distraction. He doesn't want intruders. See, that's how God works. He allure you to himself. Have you ever feel like being alone with God? Alone with Jesus? Huh? What do you think he's doing? Have you ever get tired of relatives and friends? And you just want them to leave? And they keep calling you and you want them to go away? And they're talking to you. They're trying to talk about talk to you about God. And you just want to hang the phone up and tell them go away. I want to talk to him for myself. I want to know him. They're telling everything about you, the one that you love. Huh? They're describing him. No, he said, well, no, let me discover something for myself. Yeah, I know you know him, but let me discover something. But anyway, God, God has a relationship. And uh, remember, it was not Gomer that was seeking after, after um, Jose, or it wasn't Israel seeking after God because Israel was gone astray. But it was the Lord says here, therefore, behold, I will allure her. I'm going to entice her unto me. I'm going to draw her away and pull her away from everybody else, from the bright lights of the city, from the attractions of the world. You know, God has to pull you away from that. Huh? Or even this holiday coming up, go ahead and have fun. Buy, buy your toys and live through the same experience again over and over. But it wears off. Don't, don't, don't live there. I want to show you something better than Christmas. Better than Thanksgiving. Better than that turkey. Because when that turkey is over the next day. And you have leftovers. Not so with God. He doesn't serve leftovers. It's new every morning. His mercies are new. Every morning he says. Therefore behold I will allure her. And bring her. Into the wilderness. You wonder sometimes. You're, you're going through all these. Dry times. Hard times. Is that God's going to get your way so he can um, bestow upon you uh, beauty, glory, honor, uh, uh, immortality, eternal life. Said, I allure unto me and bring her into the wilderness and there speak unto her comfortable. You get me? To the Holy Ghost. He's going to comfort you. Comfort you, Isaiah said, my people. Comfort you. As God speaking to you comfortable. What a God he is. All the sorrows you've been through. The troubles you've been through. And now God is speaking to you. Speaking to Israel. Comfortable. Unto her. Verse uh, 15 says. And I will give her. Her vineyards. From thence. You mean you're in the wilderness. Out there alone with God. 
And God can bless you more than even when you're in the crowd. Uh, when you're doing it by yourself. You're trying to uh, achieve it by yourself. Uh, and you're busy. But but in the wilderness. What's in the wilderness? You look around and you're there by yourself. All out there. Alone with God. See uh, Jacob. Jacob when he was busy busy. With Laban's uh, flock. But you notice that uh, it was when he got rid of Laban and moved out from the place where all they had these false gods. What happened? See, he met a man. He met an angel. That was the Lord. And he wrestled with the Lord. And Jacob never won. You mean that Jacob wrestled with the Lord and he won? No. Just a little finger of the angel would knock his uh, loins out. And who was limping? Because Jacob was limping. See, so Jacob never won. But what he did, what God did was change him. And said, your name, what is your name? He said, Jacob means a supplanter, a deceiver. <laughs> it was when he was left alone. Jacob was left alone. There appeared a man and wrestled with him. It's when you're left alone. Okay? It doesn't mean you desert everybody, but you've got those moments. Alone with God. You take time to be with God. Amen. See. Uh, out of the 24 hours. How many time do you give God? Are you always busy? You let the uh, uh, telephone. Computer. TV. Uh, man made stuff. Take your time up. And uh, you cannot. Uh, you cannot. You cross that. Because you, you have to hear everything. You have to know everything. Uh, but. Um, but you're, you're missing out with God. But it's alone when you uh, put everything out. And it's just you and the Lord. Jesus and you. And you're not rushing. You say, Lord, I thank you for the time that you've given me. That I can call upon you. And you have to send everybody ahead. And you stay back. See, you can't. You got to get out of the crowd sometimes. And let, the Lord is alluring you. He's pulling you away from your friends. He's pulling you away from your relatives. He wants you all by himself. That's what God wants. God wants us all by himself. And uh, he's alluring you away. And he said that, look, you follow me. You're not going to lose anything. Because God's able to restore all the years that the locusts, the can uh, canker worm, all of these things that has been eaten by the Gentile. Uh, he's going to do it to... Um, to Israel, what uh, the Babylonians, the Assyrians, has eaten up. Oh, you understand all of these locust nations that have eaten up from uh, the people of God, all that you've lost. Somebody said, well, I lost this, they took this. No, God restore. See, everything you, you've lost, God is able to restore. Nobody can steal, successfully steal from you. Somebody said, we stole and we got it. It's not over yet. The, the day is not over yet. We're still fighting. See, it's not over until you stand before the Lord. See, and when he said, well done. Thou good and faithful servants. That's what you want to hear. Nobody can steal what God has given you. Because, uh, because God is able to restore you. So what God's saying to Israel. What God is saying to Israel, also to Judah. He said, I will, I will restore Right? I will give her her vineyard from thence. That means God's going to pull you away when you return to the Lord. God said, 
I will give you your vineyard. So if somebody took it from you, or somebody said, I took it, we took it. But no, God, God is the one that has it. Nobody takes anything from you. They might take it, but God's holding it to restore it back to you and more. You get that? Somebody trying to steal your job, steal, steal your house, steal what you have. You know that God can give you much more and will give you much more. Eh? And if you follow God, if you spend time with God, alone with God, on your face with God, what did God say? I will give you your vineyard from thence. Eh? From where? From being alone with God. From, being, uh, from spending time with God. God says, even there, you're not wasting time. When you spend that day or that hour serving God and reading your Bible like, and, and like uh, these precious children of God did this morning and stood up and explained the word of God. Their hearts were filled up with God. What have they lost? Nothing. But here God says that when you give up something, I will give you more. Okay, When you follow me, I will give you more. And he says that right where at the very place where you're forsaken. At the very place where uh, you should be defeated. Right there, he says, uh, at the very place where everybody's looking at you and says, you're a loser, day one. No, God said, right there will I bless you. At the place of failure. At the place of defeat. At the place of sickness. Right? No, you, do you know that? Huh? On your job, you don't have to be afraid. You do, you do your job right, but you don't have to be afraid. Uh, you're not, uh, you're not the, you're not the uh, tail, but God, God made you to be the head. God creates you to be a success, to be a winner. And I will give her her vineyard from thence, right from there. And the valley of Acre. No, I mean, you do I walk through the valley? You know those valleys you go through, huh? The the valley of Acre. Uh, for a door of hope. That's awesome. Hope that uh, that make it not a shame. I heard a friend of mine, brother brother Dale Colgrove, in the the uh, meeting uh, last week, brought out about the hope. See, uh, faith, hope, and charity. The door of hope. That I thought that was was beautiful. And now I said, I'll give her, I'll give her her vineyard. Okay, uh, from and the valley of Acor. I mean, that's, uh, you, you know, I mean, that's the place of, uh, there's no blessing there in Acre. Stoning and, and, uh, rejection and, and all of that stuff. You, you, you look at that. But God says right there, uh, where you should die, where you should be, uh, cast down, be discouraged. God said, I'll give it to you for a door of hope. Uh, and she, wow, look at that. She shall begin to, Sing when she couldn't sing before. Were, were you singing this morning? Come on, were you praising the Lord this morning? I said, Were you shouting? Did you feel a good spirit this morning? And I will give her, I have to go over it again. I will give her her vineyard from thence and the valley of Acor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there. Oh, not not just when you're uh, up in the mountains and everything is going. Although you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you've got a song. Although you're right here and everything looks uh, like it's working against you. 
Nobody understands you. But you've got a song. How do I know that? Because you've got joy. And the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. You sing unto God. And you song. And uh, he uh, said, and she shall sing there. As in the day of her youth. By this time, she, you know, she's whole. Uh, wandering through the wilderness. But the Lord said, I'm going to restore to her the days of her youth. And she's going to sing. Okay? You know, like when you got saved the first, the first week. And you're joy and you're full of zeal and you don't want to, uh, church, to miss church and you can't, uh, huh? You're strong and you love God. And you're on fire for the Lord. But God said, I'm able to restore that. God says, uh, though you've lost it, but God said, I'm able to restore that to you where you can sing as if when you just received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You'll sing there. As in the days of her youth and as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. You go back there when they crossed the Red Sea and Miriam uh, took the tambourine uh, and those daughters of Zion began to sing up and down on the Red Sea shore as the armies of Pharaoh was destroyed. It's the same God that's alive today. God said, I'll make you sing. I'll make you shout. I'll roll back the sea and I will cast the enemies down. Amen? Verse 16 says, And it shall be at that day, what day? Said the Lord, at that day that thou shalt call me my husband. Is she? My husband. You see, uh, she's going to be restored. Israel is to be restored as the wife of God. Now, God was married to her. Ezekiel uh, chapter um, 16 that we heard this morning. God, uh, God found her in the, uh, out there, cast out in the wilderness or so. And nobody wanted her. Everybody passed by her and her, her embemical cords was not, was not cut. It was still attached to the idols. It was, she was still attached to the world. You know that? Huh? Before you accepted Christ, your embemical cord was connected to the world, to the first Adam, to the flesh, to the carnal stuff. But when Christ came and nobody could help you, but Jesus Christ came and he cut you. Uh, by the sharp word, which is quick and powerful, the word of God, and separate you and cut you away from the world. And what is he doing? As Tatiana says, you know, that he's ministering unto you an abundance of entrance shall be ministered unto you into the everlasting kingdom of God. I mean, I, I, I think the word of God is so wonderful. And it shall be at that day, said the Lord, that thou will call me. My husband. You see the relationship? Well, that's what God was trying to pull her in the wilderness. Away. Uh, uh, God uh, 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 told uh, Gomer to tell, I mean, uh, Jose to tell Gomer, uh, go buy her back. And tell her, you, 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 you must be faithful to me. You shall be mine. And God says that, God says that um, uh, Israel was unfaithful. She was put away. Uh, she was put away. Now, normally under the law, uh, when a when a man and a wife uh, and, and his wife was divorced, separated, and she went played the harlot or went and married another man, 
then the first husband cannot go back and take her back. That's under the law. You know that. That's under the law. She could, she could not be restored. The first husband could not go back. If, if she leave her uh, husband after she was, let me explain, after she was first married to the Lord, okay, and she played the harlot, she left. And she went and married strange gods, strange nation, the Assyrians, and Judah, the Babylonians, and so. Well, if that husband is separated from her, she could not go back to the first husband. The first husband could not take her back. So by right under the law, God should not, could not take back Israel. i tell you how God is so wise. We're not on the law, but we are under mercy. We are under grace. So under the law, he could not take her back. But now Jesus Christ came and paid the price. And we're not on the law. Israel is not on the law. But they're going to wake up to the fact that they're on the grace. And they can, and her first husband can take her back. Is she? So you'll not, uh, you'll not just, uh, uh, you'll not just, uh, thus said the Lord, thou, thou shalt call me my husband, and shall call me no more Be'ali, means master. What an awesome God. So he's going to be a husband to Israel. Do you get that? A husband, a provider. And Jesus Christ is the Husband, let me get this right. See, God is the husband of Israel. See, that's why we get mixed up. But uh, Jesus Christ is the husband of the church. So Jesus Christ has to have a wife, which is the church, the bride of Christ. Okay, but God is to also have a wife. The father is to have a wife, which is the nation of Israel. Because God was married before and divorced. Now, okay, and under the law, he could not take Israel back as his wife. But now remember, we are under grace. The covenant of grace. So he can be restored. They can be restored uh, just ahead of us into a covenant. The same covenant that was given to Abraham. I tell you, God is wonderful and I hope I explained that where you can understand because you see the awesomeness of God and how great God is and uh, Jesus Christ is to have a wife, a bride, okay? And that's what he's working on now. Sister Marina mentioned that about, why, why, and to Tatiana also, why we are here is that uh, God is uh, uh, making us and molding us into the image of Jesus Christ. See, that's what... Uh, that's what God's doing with you right now. You're not your own. But you're chosen and bought with a price before the foundation of the world. That's why uh, that's why um, you feel all of that work. And sometimes you feel in your heart what's going on in your heart. But it's a work of uh, that new creation man. See? That's why you need to run the race. You can't look back. The devil will come to you and he'll put all kind of feelings but you don't walk by your feelings. You don't go by your feelings. You live by the faith of the Son of God who loves you. 
and gave yourself. So uh, yeah, she, uh, she shall call me no more. Uh, Be'ali means, was it master you said? My master, but my husband. Is that different? What is she? What a, what a relation. And what does the husband do? Protect, supply, meet every need. What does the husband do? So that's why the government is on the shoulder. The Bible said, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. See, Christ is responsible for us. Throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity, the bride, the church, will be, be uh, 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 carried by Jesus Christ. And uh, there are scriptures that he tells you that he lead us by fountain of living water. See? Okay? And then, of course, uh, uh, both, both the church and Israel will be in covenant relationship in the kingdom. What a God's doing many things. God's not just doing one thing. And many people said, oh, Israel is not going to return. Yes, uh, she's going to chapter 3. Uh, uh, if you hold your finger right there. And let's go to chapter 3 of Hosea verse, um, verse 5. Turn, turn it right there in Hosea chapter 3 and verse, um, and verse 5. Read on. What does it say? And afterwards... And afterwards, notice, there's also, you have to pay an after this, afterwards, after God's finished with one thing, then he move on to another thing. You find that in Revelation, you find it all over after the Bible. After these things are after this, right? Uh, and afterwards, shall the children of Israel, notice who he's talking to, the children of Israel. See, uh, uh, God's not finished with Israel. If you, if you don't know this, you ought to read these scriptures. And afterwards shall the children of Israel return. And somebody explained that this morning. Return. Okay. Uh, uh, they, they had left God. They, um, Gomer had left uh, Hosea, her husband. But uh, Hosea was told to go back and buy her back. That's what Christ did. That's what God did. Israel left, but Christ came to buy us back. To buy back the nation of Israel Christ came also to purchase a church. After this. Afterwards shall the children of Israel return. And all over the scripture the Lord says return. He stretches out right now is the day of grace. You can come back. No matter what your sins is. You can come back. Somebody will tell you no there's no mercy. Don't believe that. You repent. Uh, there's repentance. Somebody said oh you have created the. Uh, you have committed the unpardonable sin. Don't believe that. That's a lie. You repent of your your sins and come back to God and beg him and, and ask him to wash you in the blood of Jesus Christ. And afterwards shall the children of Israel return. How could they return? Because of grace. See, they're not on the law, but on the grace. And they're going to return to her husband. Eh? Uh, didn't, didn't she say that one part? I will, when she followed the Babylonians, she followed the Assyrians, followed the nations uh, and find out that, that it didn't work. And she realized that uh, it was God and not the nations that gave her her blessing. You find out it's, it's God and not just your, your job or somebody give you an inheritance. It's God brought you into a blessing. So afterward shall the children of Israel return and seek. See, you don't get away with it. There's no free trip to heaven. Somebody think, oh, we don't have to study the Bible. You don't have to settle down. Oh, just get up and quote some scripture. Let's just dance and shout and prophesy. You think that's the way it is? No. You know, you've got to search, seek, 
You've got to study the word of God. Don't take a shortcut. There's no shortcut. You don't read the Bible. There's no knowledge. My people are destroyed because they won't read the Bible. They won't study the Bible for lack of knowledge. You know why the knowledge, the lack of knowledge is there? You don't open up your Bible. You expect, oh, you're under grace. And you think grace is something that you just keep your Bible closed. And you just go to one meeting after another. And you get up and you listen to a few uh, explanations and a few verses of scripture. But it's going to take more than a few verses of scriptures quoting or somebody preaching for an hour or two. It's going to take a lot more than that. There comes in your life when you've got to let him lead you into the wilderness. Lead you out all by yourself. Right? You understand? I don't mean away from everybody. But I mean an experience that you have where God begins to take you on out. And uh, begin to talk to you and allure you. And begin to deal with your heart. And begin to knock on your heart door. And you hear uh, you hear that voice inside of you. Uh, uh, crying out to the Lord. See? Uh, my husband. Uh, my husband. Uh, Ishi. Uh, oh, my husband. And something that want to be with Jesus. You want to be in the bride of Jesus Christ. As these young people are saying this morning. That they want to. Be in the bride of Jesus Christ more than anything else. Well, you've got to get tired of the world. See, you use the world very lightly. You use it, but you don't love it. The Bible said, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. You sit on that airplane, and uh, uh, but, you, but, but that's, not your, that's not your forever. You don't fall in love with that plane. Uh, it's only a ride. Okay, you drive that car, but you're not in love with that car. It's only something you use to take you to the next um, a job or to take you to the next place you got to go but um, but your faith is in Jesus Amen. you're driving but and you're blessed but you got a song and your song remember she shall sing what are you singing about oh I got a paycheck well praise the Lord but that's not your that's not where you live okay you uh, you, you live by faith in Christ See, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God. This is powerful. See, seek the Lord their God and David their king. Okay, David their king. Now, I know there's a King David, but I, I'm leaning towards King Jesus, thou son of David. They will seek David. They missed it the first time, but they will seek David their king. The Lord God shall give unto him. The throne of his father David. And shall fear. Notice. Fear the Lord and his goodness when? In the latter day. So you go into um, Revelation 7. And what's going to happen? Revelation 7 comes in. Uh, hold back the wind. Malachi tells us that. Uh, he will send Elijah. Before the great. And terrible day of the Lord. And he shall turn the hearts of the uh, children. Back to the fathers. And to the fathers to the children. Before I come and smite the earth. With a curse. Now. Um, in Revelation 7. Tells us that. Um, hold back the four winds. Remember the four winds. Uh, east, west, north, south. Uh, east, west, north and south. Uh, was to be blown. Uh, the angels of the uh, four winds was there to hold them back over in Revelations chapter 7 verse 1. Didn't he say hold back the 
they four winds. Ah, uh, help me. Uh, Revelation 7 verse 1 said, After these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth. You see, uh, the hurt, somehow the earth is round, but it has four corners. That's a miracle. So you solve that. I'm not getting into that. Uh, uh, and it says that at the four corners, right? The angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth. That's force that's to be uh, bring this age to a close. But something has to be done before they release the forces. Can you imagine? Not just one corner uh, of the earth, but from every side. Okay, so this judgment that's coming upon the earth, uh, you won't be able to escape. The only escape is in Christ. For the elect's sake, standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on the tree. See that? they not affecting the earth, the sea, nor the trees. Uh, and verse next verse says and I saw another angel ascending from the east I noticed something has to be done remember before the wind is blown if you follow the bible you, you will understand but it's when you begin to guess and follow men see having the seal that's the holy ghost of the living, of the living God there's a 144,000 uh, Jews or Israelites or whatever uh, you call them from Israel, that is to be sealed, baptized. The seal is the Holy Ghost, to be baptized with the Holy Spirit uh, before before the return of Christ, uh, before he returned to establish his kingdom upon the earth. Having the seal of the living God, and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to earth, the earth and the sea. Verse 3. Saying. What is the message? Hurt not the earth. Neither the sea. Nor the trees. Till. Till. Okay. Postpone judgment. Okay. That. that it's going to come. But just. We need some more time right. Don't do it right now. See. Uh, till we have sealed. The servants. Of our God in their foreheads. They're not, they're not sealed yet. Okay, so we need time to seal them. How much time? I don't know. Okay, how long does it take you to receive the Holy Ghost? So, if 144,000 uh, is Israelites is to receive the Holy Ghost, what a tremendous revival that's going to begin to affect the earth. You get that now? Oh, huh? we're 144,000. 12,000 from each tribe. Just use your imagination and see what's coming ahead of us. So when you look around and somebody's not serving God, don't worry. A multitude is going to serve God. Read Revelations chapter 5 where uh, 10,000 times 10,000. Uh, how many? And thousands of thousands. See, so you follow one or two little people getting all excited and trying to pull you away from the word of God. Don't do that. You see those 10,000 times 10,000. That's the group you belong to. That's the people that you belong to. You don't belong to some group that 
don't even know the Bible, don't even know the scriptures, never even spend a time. God never allured them and pulled them away by themselves where they could spend time with God. They always with crowd and talking and they've got to follow somebody. Come over and uh, listen, I've got a word for you. No, you let the Lord allure you, pull your heart towards him. Amen. And said, saying, hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees. Till we have sealed the servant of our God in their forehead. And when you have, that's the mark. See, that's the mark of the Lord. Paul said, let no one trouble me from henceforth. I bear in me the marks of Jesus Christ. And you have that seal. Having the seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. You have the seal of the Holy Ghost. Verse 4. See, you have the seal that you need. And I heard the number. Look, this is awesome, isn't it? If you listen to it, it continued. And sometimes don't talk so much. You hear a lot of stuff. And I heard the number. Remember? And here's to hear. The number of them which were sealed. And they were sealed. And hundred and forty and four thousand. Of all the tribes. Of the children. Of Israel. Awesome, isn't it? What a time. That's just right ahead of you. That's just right ahead. It shows you what God's doing right ahead of you. So you hold on and love God and prepare because this day is coming. And a lot of you, you're young enough to see it. Hmm? Because the coming of Christ is not that far. Jesus Christ uh, could be here before some of you ever get your social security check. Go ahead and pay into it. But don't depend on that. You might not even be here for that. Because you'll be rewarded. Because the government will be on his shoulder. Of the tribe of Jew. Then it goes on to tell you 12,000 of all these tribes. Okay. But go down a little bit lower. And where. Verse 9. Quickly. Verse 9 now says. That's after the sealing. You notice after the sealing. There's going to be 144,000 Jews. Or Israelites. Children of Israel. Because it will not be. It will not be Ephraim and um, Judah anymore. But uh, beauty and bands. These two states. Remember beauty and bands in um, Zechariah. Will become one state. That means the two states. uh, Will become one in the hand of the Lord. One nation. And it will be uh, one nation. There will be one nation. After this I beheld and lo a great multitude. And after this. See uh, the, uh, the church. Alright this, this great multitude. If you, uh, if you go back to chapter 3 of Revelations. Where verse 20. What 20? 21, 22 down there. The Laodicean church. That, that closed the door. And, and the Lord was on the outside knocking. See, and most of those is going to be turned over to Mystery Babylon. They're going to be turned over because they've locked the, locked the Lord out. So this will be Mystery become Mystery Babylon and her daughters riding that beast. And, and so Revelation 17, you can read that for yourself. See, that's where the, the false church end up into, into that, the mystery. See, a mystery of iniquity, Mystery Babylon. That's why you need teaching to, uh, so you can avoid this. You can't do it by yourself. And it's not a joke. See, it's, uh, it's, uh, 
my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. And after this I beheld a low great multitude, which no man could number. Of all nations. Do you, can you just let that dawn on you what's happening? What's going to happen? There are more people is going to be saved. Or turn to God and, and wash their robes and made it white. Right now, majority is not doing it. You can't make them do it. They don't even listen to you because they think they're right. And they're ready. Oh, God is a God of mercy. We are living by grace. But grace is also judgment. And after this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number of all nations. Look. Do you believe the word of God is right? Look at that. Huh? Which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and towns stood before the throne. What throne? What throne was that? See, the throne is already established. And they stood now before the throne. And this is not the great white throne judgment yet. Because it's still a thousand years. But this is the, the throne uh, now the throne of mercy the, and grace is coming to an end. But now we're going to be into the kingdom. See, and where the Lord is to give unto him the throne of his father David. See, so now Jesus Christ comes to the earth and this great multitude that never make it into the bride. Okay, they didn't make it into the bride. But they had to go through the great tribulation. Read the Bible, that's what he says. They, they went to, they did not have their garments washed before. They wouldn't surrender. They wouldn't give up. They wouldn't submit to the ministry. They know it. But now, they have to. So it says that, which no man could number of all nations, kindred, people, tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb. Who? Notice it's the Lamb and not the Lion. It's the lamb. And what does the lamb do? Behold the lamb of God that taketh away your sins of the world. They stood before the lamb clothed with white robes. And now they didn't get their white robes uh, under the uh, fifth seal. In chapter 6, they didn't get that. White robes was given unto them. That's, an, that's that immortal new state, whatever Put any words you want there right now. They did not get that. But later on they got white robes. Let, let, let's look at it. And the white robes is the righteousness of Christ. And go back to it. Said, uh, and white robes and palms in their hands. What, what, what's that? You think it's a little branch out there? No, that's the word of God. That's the truth. They didn't have the... the uh, have that before. But now they have it. They have the knowledge of God. And verse 10 says. And cried with a loud voice. Huh? A loud voice. Before they wouldn't praise God. They wouldn't surrender. But look at them now. With a loud voice. Saying. Ah. They found it. They got it now. Salvation. They accept it. Now they change. The work has been done. They surrender to the Lord. But it took something for them to do it. Salvation to a God. Which sitteth upon the throne. 
and unto the Lamb. The Father and the Lamb taking and possessing the throne. Oh God. 11. And all the angels stood round about the throne. And about the elders. See, go back to the scene. The elders, we've had that. Four beasts. And fell before the throne on their faces and worshipped God. Verse 12. Saying. What were they saying? Blessings and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. That's a redeemed bunch. Universal. From every tribe, every tongue. You get that? The church didn't do that. The church age didn't do that. Let's find out when that happened. Verse 12. 13. And one of the elders answered saying unto me. One of the elders asked John the question. What are these? Or who are these which are arrayed in white robes? Who are they? I'm asking this question. Who are they? Because these were not produced during the church age. The church didn't do this. And whence came they? When did they come? But his answer, the elder answered because John couldn't answer it. And the only way you have to go by what the Bible says. And one of the elders, one of them, they show you how smart and intelligent those 24 elders are. One of the elders answered saying unto me. What are these. Which are arrayed in white robes. And whence came they. Verse 14. And I said unto him. Sir I don't know. John didn't pass it. And John was an apostle. He's an apostle for with Jesus. And got all this experience. And yet he didn't know. Something happened. If if this was the church age, John would have known. John was one of the last apostles and he knew all of those uh, churches. But he said, I don't know. So so here's something that was was going on that John, the greatest apostle, didn't know. He said, he was asked a question. So the elder had to answer it. Sir thou knowest. Say, you know. Okay? You know it. And he said, uh, he said to me, he answered it. Because John would never be able. These are they which came out of great where? Tribulation. So you interpret that. So you as a church can sit back and fold your hands and don't make changes because you feel that you're not going to go through the tribulation or any part. Of the tribulation. So you relax. The church will never go through the tribulation. Alright. Agree. But it's the part. Of that church. Revelations 1. That. To him that loved us. And washed us from our sins. In his own blood. When now. Right now in the church age. You've got to have that washing. So if you're not let the Lord, the Holy Spirit, get a hold of you now 
and wash you and change you and make you right now in this age, in the image of God, then you'll find yourself not ready. And you could be a part of that mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of all that's Revelation 17. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation. If you want to know what great tribulation is, read the Bible. Jesus tells us about it. Daniel 12. Uh, uh, Jeremiah spoke of Jacob, the day of Jacob's trouble. Uh, Revelations, uh, I mean, Isaiah 20, was it 24? You find the great tribulation. Luke 21, Mark 13, and all these, all over the Bible. See? These are they which came out of great tribulation. But notice what happened, what the great tribulation does. What the church couldn't do. The great tribulation do it. And have washed their robes. When? During the fire. Washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Oh my Lord. 15. Therefore are they. Here it is. This is the reason now. Therefore are they before the throne of God. Why are they before the throne of God? Because they under the blood. They wash their robes. That's their nature. They change that nature. I know a divine nature. They wash their robes. Your mind, your thoughts, your new creature. In the blood of the Lamb. No escape. It's only the blood. The only way to escape the tribulation or the great tribulation is the blood. Therefore are they before the throne of God. It's the only way you're going to stand before the throne. And serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. He'll dwell with us. He'll never leave us. He'll dwell with us forever and forever. Is that it? Two more. They shall hunger no more. All right. I know naturally they're not, but it's for the word. Because there's a famine in Amos, remember? Not for bread, not for water, but for hearing the word of God, a thirst. But notice what's going to happen. God's going to raise up the truth, teachers. And they will hunger no more, neither thirst anymore. Neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. All this suffering, persecution, all that they're going through, the great tribulation, no more. For the lamb. For the lamb. Who? Who? That lamb. Same lamb that John spoke about. The lamb that gave his life, which is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them with what? Take heed, this is my body with his word. Aren't you glad? Amen. We'll feed them and shall lead them unto living fountain of what not dead old churches and no, it's dry up and nothing. You go there and all you hear is gossip and and, and foolishness, you don't have no word. How much are you learning about the word of God? You tell me how much are you growing. If you're not growing, I don't care where you're going or what you're doing. You're losing. 
You've got to have the word and knowledge of the word of God. Say, but I don't want, but how far can you run? Where can you run to? It's going to face you. Now, or down the road. You can't get away from the word. If you don't have it now, when are you going to get it? Oh, when I stand before the Lord. No, that's for judgment. See, but it says here, for the lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them. And shall lead them unto living fountains of water. He said, oh, see, the lamb's going to feed us. But you forgot. That's the great tribulation saints. You can be fed right now in church. Right now, you can be fed. You don't want to wait that long. You want to get your food right now. Because Jesus said, take, eat, this is my body. This is my blood. Drink it right now. Take it right now. Get washed right now. Make the changes right now. For the lamb, I like this, which is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them. And shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. But they've, they've done a lot of crying, you know. A lot of suffering. You don't want to go through that if you can't get it right now. See? they got to tears, wipe it out because they've been bawling, crying, suffering. Afflictions through the tribulation. And God will wipe it away. But why don't you let God wipe it away now? Why don't you let God do the work on you right now? It's now is the day of salvation. And the reason why they went through the tribulation, the great tribulation, because they delayed, they put it off from surrendering to the Lord. So they had to go through that for them to acknowledge and surrender. So I'd like to do my surrendering now. Amen? So so closing with my, um, Hosea chapter 5 where the last verse says that uh, afterwards shall the children of Israel return. And uh, uh, they will return chapter 5 and seek the Lord, their God, and David, their king. And shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. That's awesome, isn't it? It's coming right ahead of us. But we want to do right now to fear, love God, and we want to be in the bride. We want to be in the first resurrection. We want to be a part of the elect company. We want to make those changes and drink of the fountain of life today. So God bless you. Hope you enjoy today. Amen.